Good evening, dear students, interns. I, Kamakshi Vasan, Chief Operating Officer, Tilotma Foundation, welcome you all today to this session of the one-month course and practical internship on international relations and diplomacy at the Tilotama Foundation. The Rotama Foundation works globally on diverse subjects of international affairs, strategic and scientific policy, gender, defense, and area studies. Today, we'll have a very special session on a very prevailing subject of Israel-Palestine issue and diplomacy. To speak on this topic, we have Dr. Wailavad, noted international journalist and winner of the Freedom of Speech Award, distinguished advisor, West Asia Tilotama Foundation. Dr. Weil will be sharing his own perspective on this matter. Thank you, Dr. Weil, for being here. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict is an ongoing dispute between Israel and Palestinians beginning in the mid-20th century. It is one of the world's most persisting conflicts. Now, I would request Dr. Weil to start with his address. Over to you, Dr. Weil. Thank you, Yukta. Thank you. And good evening to all your distinguished uh, audience and viewers who are watching us. And I wanted to understand this very complex topic. The topic of Palestine is more older than the uh, UN itself establishment. So the talk of diplomacy and Palestine is just like to understand, does diplomacy work in solving the crisis in the world? Or does it help in dividing countries and creating countries against the most existent another country? So I think, I think I'm going to start with the little briefing of history of the Palestine because most of the people mix up the issues. You know, during the Ottoman Empire uh, rule over the Arab world, in the North uh, and Middle East, we call it West Asia, they call it in India. It is the West Asia and the North African state. It was under the Ottoman Empire and uh, the British and the French and the uh, USSR at that time, the, uh, before the Bolshevik Revolution, we had, they, uh, the French and the British have talked the Arabs to join them to revolt against the Ottoman Empire, promising that they will give us independent states from the uh, uh, Ottoman. Now, uh, when the Arabs joined hand, uh, they were, deceived by the British uh, generals and the French general Sykes-Pico, who have already signed an accord to divide the Arab world among the French and the British. And that's how the Arab world was divided in 1917 after the First World War. And uh, we uh, have been created, they have created 19 states. One of the states was Palestine, which was, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sandwiched between uh, Syria, Jordan, Lebanon and uh, Egypt and the uh, Mediterranean Sea. So the historical Palestine, as we know, is the current existing of Palestine, Israel. So if you want to understand this issue, we have to go to 1917, where Belfort declaration have come that they have promised the Jewish uh, in Europe that they will create a state for them in Palestine, of course, at the cost of the Palestinians. So that's why the Palestine was under the mandate of the British who promised the Jewish lobby of creating a state for them within the state of Palestine. So ever since the mandate of the, of the British, they have created this kind of uh, immigrants coming to, the, to Palestine and they start making ghettos and staying in a small number 
within the Palestinian territories. Now, prior to 1917, we must remember that Palestine was a house for the Muslim, for the Christians, for the Jewish, who lived together for centuries in harmony. So we have to distinguish between the colonial attitude of dividing Palestine and the current Palestine, which was pre-existing prior to the Belfort Declaration. So therefore, whoever trying to deceive the public that this Palestine historically was belonging to the Israelis, or this is only for the Jew, it's just that it is just a myth that you are going 3,000 years old to create, to, to claim that this is only for the Jew and there was an Israeli state. Because we know prior even to the Israelis, this land was, was inhabited by the, the Akkadians, by the Aramics for centuries. And there was always part of the Assyrian, uh, you know, um, and the Mesopotamia. So we don't want to go deep in history and understanding. What we are trying to explain here is that the UN, uh, with the creation of the United Nations, they have divided Palestine, historical Palestine in 1948, after the Second World War and ending the, 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 uh, the British uh, mandate on Palestine. They divided Palestine into two states. 45% were giving to the Arabs and 55% uh, of historical Palestine giving to minority Jew which was they were supported by the British and they have the one who created the state of Palestine. To more explain to you, I need to give you this map, which you can give you a little bit understanding of the current situation. If you look at the historical map of this, this is the current Palestine, which was prior to 1947, with the whole green. And you see this white dot, dot, dot. These were the ghettos of the Jewish where they were living inside Palestine. Now, in 1948, uh, when the division of Palestine took place, this was the division of Palestine. So you can see in this map that most of the uh, white become the Jew and the green one is the Palestinian territories. So the Arab rejected this plan because majority were Palestinians. So why they to deny them? So they had to go with the war with Israel in 1948, where Israel reoccupied the most of these areas. And in 1967, that was the remaining part of the green part of West Bank. And that small strip here is the Gaza Strip, where the uh, Israelis have uh, uh, retaken uh, these two places and all. And this is now the current Palestine, which we can see here. Now, the, the dot which started with the, with the ghettos of the Jewish here become the dots green, where the remaining Palestinian, because most of the Palestinian have migrated or fled from their own home because of the atrocities, because of the war, because of the division 1948, 1967 war, and 1973. And they were kicked out of their own countries into Jordan, into Lebanon and Syria and Egypt. And most of the Palestinian refugees live till date in those places. But in 1982, it was the Palestinian also were tracked and kicked out of the Lebanon with the invasion of Lebanon by the Israeli Ariel Sharon government that time, and they have defeated the Palestinian and they uh, kicked them out into Tunisia. So the whole issue of dividing Palestine was based on a UN decision, which the United Nations have created uh, this uh, two-state solution. Now, all this uh, topic till 1973, and the, the war was over, uh, the, the war, and there, there was 90 countries recognizing Palestine. And after the Israelis' uh, uh, 67 war, they had 30 countries, but 28 countries pulled out 
their recognition because illegally they consider that Israel have occupied the remaining Palestine. So Palestinians were under occupation, and I need to focus more now. Most of these people, uh, the Jewish were only 5% of Palestine, historical Palestine, but with the years to come and the division and migrants and encouraging by the European who felt guilty because of their prosecution of the Jew inside Europe that they have to create for them the state. We had to pay the price and the Palestinian had to pay the price. And if everybody do go down more in history, even Hitler, the Nazi forces have helped in the Jewish migrating to Palestine. And in 1938, there was a ship which is carrying the Nazi flag landed in, in, in Haifa. And then the Mufti of Jerusalem sent a strong uh, objecting letter to uh, Hitler that time, objecting for sending refugees, Jewish, into the Palestine. However, this continued. And then we, we can see now the Palestinians become a minorities and the Jews become a majority. But we're still having around 6 million Palestinians inside historical Palestine. And that's why the fighting continued, because there was no division of two-state solution, which had been uh, started at the 1948. Now, uh, 1990s, the, 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 there were different phase of the struggle between the Palestinian and the Israelis. At that time, prior to 1990, we had most of the Arab countries were in support of the Palestinian cause, and they were always looking at it as a pan-Arab cause. It never looked at it as a separate state or, a, you know, uh, a separate entity for the Palestinian. It was looked at it because the war with the Israelis never been a war between the Israeli and the Palestinian. It was always a war between the Israel and the Arabs because Israel attacked Syria, Lebanon, uh, Egypt, and Jordan. And there where they have confiscated the Syrian Golan, they confiscated the, uh, annexed the uh, West Bank and the Gaza, and also they have taken south of Lebanon. So all these territories have been under Israeli occupation. But 1991, after the second Gulf War, the United States have uh, wooed most of the Arab nation and rally them to stand behind it in uh, pushing the Iraqi government, Saddam Hussein, that time out of uh, Kuwait because they consider uh, illegally Saddam Hussein uh, invaded uh, Kuwait and they should be liberated. So the Arab um, argument was, if you consider Kuwait as an occupied territories by the Iraqis, why not the Palestinians? So the American promised the Arabs that time that we will go for an all-out all out meeting with the Arab states and Israel to find a peaceful solution to the crisis. So we went to Madrid conference in 1991-92, and that conference was carrying with the Syrian, with the Libya, uh, Lebanese, with the Egyptian, and the Palestinian, and the Jordanian. And uh, that time we were discussing at the table land for peace. And the Arab also took an initiative that if Israel withdrew their uh, occupation of the Palestinian nine, prior to 1967, 4th of June war, then there will be a recognition of Israeli states and there will be a two-state solution and coexisting. But Israel, as we see it from the Arab point of view, they never looked at it as a Israel in, in a, is willing to have an independent Palestinian state next to it. So they have always been annihilating Pal and historical Palestine and pushing out the Palestinian. Therefore, the conflict took a different angle with the signing of the Oslo Agreement, 
and the Oslo Agreement have given Israel the opportunities because that time Yasser Arafat decided to give the historic Palestine, uh, uh, you know, give uh, sanction the territories to Israel, and they have given them the, uh, the recognized Israel as a state, and in return that the Israeli would recognize a state of Palestine, of course, after five years of signing the Oslo Agreement, but it never happened, and they were they took them for a ride, and the Intifada and the uprising started in the Palestinian territories, which was totally suppressed by the Israelis in throughout history. So you can see the number of resolution in the United Nations Security Council was the maximum resolution uh, is was for the Palestinian cause, calling for peace, calling for withdrawal of Israel, return of refugees, uh, you know, uh, all these two four two two three four three four eight. Uh, one nine four, all one nine one eight one. We look at the most of the UN Security Council resolution are for peaceful solution and ending the occupation of Israel. But Israel never ended the occupation, continue its policy of aggression, expansion, and building settlements. And the Palestinian not even allowed to build up a bathroom and sit inside their house or build up any small room, whether in Jerusalem or any place of Palestine because the Israelis will always confiscate, and especially those land, which was unclaimed for because of those refugees who left them behind. And they took, they took over control on them and they started building the settlement. And there were the, the crisis started with the apartheid war they have built up in Palestine, divided the West Bank in a different angle that become a ghettos and small cantons, which you can never have a independent or viable Palestinian state. So there was no question that the Israeli were willing at any stage that they should have a Palestinian state. And the argument here is, it's not that the Arab did not want to have peace with Israel. No, in 2000, the Arab, the Arab uh, summit, Arab League had met with in, in Lebanon and the king of Saudi Arabia have come up with the proposal that we should have a peace with Israel and recognize Israel if it, it is pulled out of the Palestinian territories prior to 1967 war and in return, but Israel refused and rejected this resolution. So the fight continue, the crisis of Palestine declined in the international community because after which the Palestinian liberation uh, uh, organization have taken over as the sole representative of the Palestinian and the decision become on their hand as they are the only one sole representing the Palestinians. So with the corruption, with the malpractice, with the demises of Arafat, we had a, we had a, a new president of the Palestinian authorities who become more pro-Israelis, pushed more of the Palestinian inside jails, have suppressed them, collaborated with the Israeli security, and denied the election of Hamas in the south in the in Gaza and Palestine 2006, and there were the international community start seeing that the, you know it's never been on the international table the palestinian cause it's always has been now you know on the in the shelf of un because israel lobby with the american full support behind it have made it very difficult for any un resolution to be passed because america will always use the veto against uh, against the uh, any resolution will will uh, will be you know uh, indicting israel in any kind of violation of human rights or aggression of killing of the palestinian so 1967 till date we can i can just tell you in, in number 1 million palestinian have been jailed over 100,000 palestinian civilian have been killed by the israelis 
We had a 40, 54 journalists have been killed. And the last was yesterday, the journalist Shirin Abu Akhle. She was killed. And we had also one of her assistants. He was injured He's in hospital. So the fighting, the bloodshed continue and the war continue. And there was no way anybody wanted to uh, avail the opportunity of having peace. Up before the Oslo agreement, we had, you know, 90, we had more than 45% of the Israelis, uh, Jewish people, they wanted peace with the Arab. But after the Oslo agreement and the violence to turn over and the ugly, and because of the, the prime minister of Israel was very bloody and, and invaded the, uh, the, the barge into the Aqsa mosque and created all this havoc and all. And there was a retaliation by the Palestinians. So there was now we have only five to seven percent of the uh, Israelis who are interested in having peace with the Arabs or peace with the Palestinians. But being a peace activist, we always say that we will go with the small number with the minorities because after all, you have to coexist with your neighbor. You have to live in peace and you have to end occupation. You have to end expansion. You have to give the right of the people to live in their own home territories without any further delay. So the signing of Oslo agreement have created this problem. The election in the Palestinian territories also have created more of division within the Palestinian and Israel took full advantage of the imbalance in the international world order and in the uh, international affairs and the UN, which has turned blind eyes to the Palestinian suffering, in fact. And that have taken the full advantage even to break the Arab uh, boycotting of Israel and created something called Abraham Accord, which is now having, uh, you know, the uh, UAE, having Bahrain, having Egypt and some Sudan. And they are trying to create a kind of uh, accord and a block with the Israelis that the Palestinian is no more an issue. But I can tell you with conviction and very that none of the Arab in the Arab street from Morocco to Qatar will ever forget the Palestinian cause, no matter what happened. There always be a, 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 there will always be a support for a Palestinian state because here is a victim of the international community. It's a shame on the UN Security Council and the United Nations itself, that they were unable to solve a crisis elder than the UN itself. So therefore, we are calling for a peaceful solution. We are not for a war. No one in the Arab world wanted to have a war with the Israelis. The Jewish and the Christians and the Muslim have lived together for centuries, even the Jewish themselves. If you listen to the Jewish themselves, they will tell you, the Jews, they will tell you that it was only during the Islamic period we had the peaceful, existence because as in our islam we recognize uh, the the uh, judaism and christianity so we we allow them to practice their own faith and that is why they have never been prosecuted in the arab world but that's why they were safeguarded while in europe the european have prosecuted and they have killed millions of jewish and they expelled them out of europe and instead of giving them shelter within their territories they gifted to them palestine at the cost of the Palestinians. So therefore, we need to look at the Palestinian as a colonial attitude, as a colonial project, is not as a state of Israel. And I am stressing on this point because we are of Samite. We are from the same father. They just went with the Jew, Ishaq, and we went to Ismail, the Muslim. So we are cousins. We have lived for centuries. It's just that the project have been only created by a colonial power. And if you wanted to live in existence with the harmony with the rest of the Arab countries, you need to 
evacuate those occupied illegal territories and you need to give the Palestinians their rights to exist. And the UN has to play its major role in bringing peace to this region because there can be no peace in the Middle East if there is no solution to the Palestinian problem, no matter may it takes one. Of course, we put the blame on the Palestinian and the Arabs who have been divided house, which were unable to solve the Palestinian cause. We are unable to solve it. We just took full advantage of the Palestinian problem for their personal gain. But at the end of the day, uh, it, is a, it is a humanitarian crisis. It's a political crisis. It is a historical, and it is, a, it is not only religion to look at it from this angle. So therefore, let us work all together for a peaceful solution to see the Middle East prosper again, because the occupation by the Ottoman Empire have given the Arabs, you know, and put the Arab into dark history, because the Arab contributed a lot to the, uh, to the humanity, and we have been the cradle of civilization. Most of the religion have come up from this part of the world, and we understand how much contribution was for the Arab. But ever since this first or second world war and the Israeli creation, it has been always a decline. And that's the decline. We blame the Arabs themselves first. We blame the colonial power because the discovery of oil and gas in the Arab world made it more luster and more attractive to them rather than let this be for the benefit of the people in the region. And therefore, we need to work on those lines where we can support, we can work together to find a peaceful solution to the crisis. I will leave, I'll stop here. And I will stop here and I'll leave it for you and your audience if there's any question. I'm happy to answer it. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Weil, for your interpreted address on this very pertinent topic. Um, I have a question that do you think that a one state solution seems realistic in seeing the present situation? Well, there, there is an argument on this. Some people would say, yes, there could be one state solution and everybody live together. And, but the, uh, the, you know, the problem here that the Israel does not recognize the right of the Palestinian. And they will always give you an example that the Palestinians are growing in number and we are minorities who are worried of, that we will be, you know, inhalated by them and there will be, uh, you know, a change of demographic changes and all. But having said that, I wouldn't say that there are 6 million Palestinians outside now Palestine what do you want to do with them? Are you willing to bring them back to solve this problem? So therefore, it, it is a matter of existence currently, Yukta. It is not a matter of that they wanted seriously a solution. A solution is very simple. Go by the UN Security Council resolution. Nobody is asking to go for a war and all. Nobody can annihilate or, or, or remove the other party. The party has to live together in harmony. And if Israeli wanted the one-state solution, fair enough, give everybody together and let them live together. Are you willing to go prior to the division of Palestine or you just wanted one state solution for the Jew, which is not possible. So therefore, we need to sit down. They need to sit down across the table and implement all these resolutions. Nothing is irrelevant. Everything is relevant in this current scenario and everything everybody understands in this part of the world that it has to be a peaceful solution, which is coexisting. Thank you, Dr. Wild. Thank you so much. We can we can always see it. You know the problem is everybody read history at different angle. You know okay. everybody read history from their own understanding. If you go to listen to an Arab, will tell you we have the legitimate legitimate right. This is a Palestinian territory. If you go to the Jews, they say, well, you know, we are three thousand years ago. Our forefather were living there, and we were kicked by uh, that time. So you you know mm -hmm. it's an argument which can never end. If you keep on claiming, and you you claim, and I claim. We will always counterclaim 
there will be no end for it. I think the American who have already given the full support, America interest in the Middle East is two things. And we all, all know it is the oil and it is the Israeli centric. So mm -hmm. unless and until the American change their policy toward this region and put pressure on the Israeli government to come to a peaceful solution and a viable solution and implement the UN Security Council resolution, I don't think we are in a position seriously to have any solution. There has to be a peace broker who can bring the, all the parties together. And I think India, we always look at India from different angle, which I all, everybody appreciate the Indian position in this regard, no matter what you may say. Uh, you know, they recognized Israel, they normalized relation after Oslo agreement. But prior to that, India has always supported the freedom and the struggle of the Palestinian. And that is what we have to adhere to UN Charter and UN Security Council resolution. Yes, correct. And, but also there are these peace agreements which uh, recently Israel has made. So do you think that these uh, peace agreements with Arab countries which Israel is making can, you know, is moving towards the right direction? I don't think so. It is going to be of any help. You see, the problem is these are countries which not in the in the front line with the Israelis. Like mm -hmm. if you are making a peaceful with UAE or you're making with the with the Sudanese or the Moroccan with the Bahraini, what does it concern with us? I am from Syria. I need my Golan back. It's under occupation, illegal occupation. There is UN resolution on this. You can't claim this is an Israeli territory. The Palestinians in Jordan, they are living in refugee camp in Syria and refugee camp. They say, I need my house back. You give me my house. So these are the country, frontline countries, Egypt also, Syria, Lebanon. These are the country which is calling for their territories back. So you can't just make peace. These are not peace with the people. The problem which people do not understand, even if you have leadership, if the leaders of those countries are making accord with Israel. It doesn't mean that the public are interested in this. You may see it, but resentment in the Arab street is so strong. Look at the killing of this journalist, how much it generated the international outcry. It is a clear indication that even reporters in the Palestine can create for you and sympathy for the Palestinian because everybody knows these are under occupation. So what is the point of you making peace accord with different nations and you creating another enemy? You say this is anti-Iranian or anti desert. We are not your enemy. Iran is your enemy. That's not a solution. The solution lies inside the Palestinian with the Israelis and occupation and your aggression and your expansion. Why you are building settling settlement inside illegal territories? But Israel does not recognize it as illegal occupied territories. They say these are the historical Palestine, which is for the Israeli 3,000 3, years ago. So how can you claim that you are a peaceful or democratic state only for the Jewish is your democracy? You're denying the Palestinian, even the Palestinian who've agreed with you to be a Palestinian Israeli citizen prior to the 1948 with the more than 2 million Palestinians who accepted the Israeli identity, who accepted to be a part of Israel, but still they are denying them the right of existence or their right as an Israeli citizen. You look at their status and you look at the status, what happened in Sheikh Jarrah, uh, a colony where, enclave where the Israelis were taking their houses. These are the Palestinian houses. So I, I don't see any accord with the Arab states seriously going to solve this problem. The Arab country argument is, yes, we wanted to have a peaceful existence with Israel. Let us have a peace uh, accord with them. Maybe it will change their mindset. But mm -hmm. here you are. You may think that is different, but when you go onto the ground and reality is a different story. 
They wanted to take the whole of Palestine. There is no state of Palestinian. There is no right of Palestinian to return. And now it is Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem. They wanted to take full Al-Aqsa uh, Jerusalem as an Israeli uh, eternal capital, while the Palestinian in Jerusalem, everybody knows and recognize that this is the historical Palestine. So it's difficult to put it on, 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 you know, on an argument that, uh, or in a solution, sort of a solution that this kind of accord with Arab states can help solving the Palestinian problem. The, li the problem lies within Palestinian and the Israelis. Thank you, Dr. Wade. And also, as we are hearing about the U.S. here, so how can the U.S. policies be explained in the situation of, you know, the Israel and Palestinian crisis? Well, every government of the United States will always take an oath and a vote that they will support the Israeli government irrespective of whatever they may do. And if you look at the UN Security Council resolution and look at the American foreign policy dealing with this resolution, they have always vetoed any resolution that I, I accuse Israel. They have vetoed any action by the United States, by, by UN to take action against the Israelis. But look at the, if you want to compare Palestine with Ukraine, look at the American policy toward Ukraine. They have put all out efforts putting billions of dollars to support the Ukrainian. But when it comes to the Palestinian, no, 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 no. This is a different story. What is the difference? Why are you having double standard in dealing with these issues? That is why we argue with them. Hey, this is also Palestine. This is the killing of the innocent people in front of your eyes. It's not just one person being killed, a student gun. It's daily occupation, daily killing, suppression, and, and creating appetite walls to divide the families of Palestinians. And they are unable to even walk you have to divide the village, the house. They have to climb walls. And where are we living? Is it South Africa states? So the United States understand, and they have to understand. You cannot, you cannot, this cannot go for forever. If you wanted this war to continue and you wanted the violence to continue, then you need to, uh, you know, uh, you need to continue with their policy. But if the American were a peaceful a broker, I mean, a, a, a genuine peace broker, they would have finished it from 1992 when they had the Oslo Agreement. And they had the Madrid conference where they, all the Arabs were willing. We were willing to sit down across the table with the Israeli and finish the, the crisis. But the American gave them the upper hand, gave them all the arms. Ten billions of arms annually goes to Israel from America. And, and millions of dollars from the Israeli go back to American senators who support them inside the American foreign policy in the White House. So therefore, there is no uh, you know, independent American policy uh, for Israeli or the Palestinian. It's just a pro-Israeli lobby. And even any American president in the United States, if he has to win the election, he has to get the approval of the Israeli lobby. Thank you, Dr. Weil. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll email you the rest of the questions and then you can send it, your, uh, send, send it back with your answers. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you so much.